Hello, everybody. This is Alex Barthet with the LeanZone.com podcast. Today, we're going to talk about three notice to owner mistakes you cannot afford to make. And the person that's going to teach us all about these things is Ariella Wagner with uh, Sunray Construction Solutions. How are you doing, Ariella? I'm great. I'm great, Alex. How are you today? I'm great. So tell us a little bit about you and your business. Well, I have been in the notice to owner business for going on 15 years, if you can believe it. Um, we help thousands of subcontractors, suppliers, and general contractors with the incredible software that we've built to help secure their lien and bond claim rights. So Ariella, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the three biggest mistakes that people make. Um, what's the first one? Understanding your specific notice to owner deadline. Now that seems pretty straightforward, but I understand, I know the lien law is complicated. Um, so what in Florida is the deadline that everyone needs to be aware of? Everyone needs to be aware. And then we'll go into specialty fabricators, but many people who are in our in the construction industry think you need to send a notice to owner 45 days from first furnishing. And unfortunately, that is not the case. A notice to owner has to be received by the 45th day from first furnishing labor material. Um, if you use the US manifest that's stamped by the postal office and it's sent by the 40th day. You said 40, four zero, right? Four zero. Then your notice to owner is considered served. Um, and a lot of people, unfortunately, think, oh, no problem. Send my notice at 41 days or 42 days. But unfortunately, that's not the case because if the notice doesn't uh, get there by the 45th day, you've lost your lien or bond claim rights. Yeah, so this is, um, let, let's break this down because I don't think people, there's a lot packed up into this, right? So, so the first thing, is understanding what whether it's 40 or 45 how to count that right is that is that business days yes you count 40 days from the first day you furnished labor material to the specific job site and then you count every day weekends and holidays right absolutely okay and then what happens if you get and what happens if the 40th uh, day or let's say the 45th day, the day that it's supposed to be received um, is a weekend. It rolls to the to the next business day, correct? Correct. OK, so and you mentioned this manifest. Tell us about this manifest. How does it work? Um, how do you guys use it? Well, we have a mailroom manager that goes to the post office every single day and we make sure that we have what's this this U.S. manifest, we have it stamped by the postal worker that <clears throat> basically states and signs that the notices were sent on a specific day. And if they are sent by the 40th day, as I stated before, you do not have to worry if it's been received, you've sent on the 43rd day and has to get there on the 45th day. So if it's sent by the 40th day, it's considered served. Right. Even if they never get it, right? Even if the mail, if the, if the, post office mail truck blows up 
it doesn't matter as long as you have this stamped manifest, correct? Unfortunately for the homeowners and other required recipients on the notice to owner, that is absolutely correct. Right. Um, but, you know, we don't want to wait till the final hour to send notices to owners. A lot of people wait until that final hour. It's absolutely essential to develop a in your credit and collections process, you want to send your notices to owners as soon as you have a verbal or a written contract so that you don't find yourself in a situation where, oops, you forgot or you're past your deadline. Right. We recommend to our clients that when it comes time to setting a process or procedure in place in your office, that what you do is you say, you're going to notice every job. We recommend they notice every job because what we also find that clients make mistakes at is they try to say, well, I don't need it on this job because of some lean exception, but I need it on this other job. And invariably, that's when a mistake happens. It falls through the cracks. We say notice every job in your in your office. It's it's relatively inexpensive. It's great uh, protection for you. Um, Set a threshold amount that every job over a certain amount, you know, we have some clients that say over $500. We have other clients that say $5,000. That's a business decision that they make. And then we tell them, you set, you request the notice from Sunray at either um, the sooner of when you start the work or when you sign the contract. And you're right, it can be a verbal contract, but you don't have to wait until the end. We see clients make mistakes because they waited too long. I'm sure you see that too. Yeah, that's a really great point. And part of the deadlines, a lot of people get confused with the lien deadline. They think that they may have 90 days from the last day they're on the property to send a notice to owner. And in fact, clearly, as we just went over, you don't. You only have 40 days from the first day you furnished labor and material. There is an exception to that, and that's special specialty fabricated material. So as soon as you start fabricating that material, the clock starts ticking. Yes. Um, now that's, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. It's very rare that we run into specially fabricated materials. Typically that is your business. It's usually not something that applies to you sometimes and not others. It's possible, but, but pretty rare. So the best example that I give people is, um, uh, a company that may make trusses for uh, roofs, right? They have all this wood in their their warehouse. And the moment they start cutting that wood to make the trusses for this house um, or this commercial building, they can't use that wood for anything else. So that now is a great example of a specially fabricated um, item. And you're right that you don't wait until you deliver the trusses, in my example, to the project. You, you're your deadline to start sending that notice to owner is when you start fabricating in your in your shop. Um, so another another great tip. So what's number two? What is the second thing that people make mistakes about with their notice to owners? The job address location. Um, you would think it's a simple a simple thing. You have a job and you know where you're furnishing the labor material. But unfortunately, sometimes what occurs is you have two separate departments. You have your credit and collections department and you have your sales department. And the sales department may not put the correct job address. Now the job address, what's really important for people to understand is what are they actually doing with a notice to owner to really understand a job address? 
So when they're when you're sending a notice to owner, you're sending it not only to the owner of the property, you're sending it to all required recipients that can be found on a recorded copy of a notice of commencement. But the job address is where you are improving the property. So some people might think, oh, well, I've shipped it to the general contractor, who, their office. Well, that's not where you're making the improvement to the property or alternatively, you are working on a massive piece of land and there's another massive piece of land that's vacant and you drop the materials off on the other piece of property. Well, that's not the job address. Again, the job address is where you are furnishing the labor or material to, to make that improvement. Because when it comes down to lean it, you're not leaning the person who isn't paying you, you're leaning the property where you made the improvements. Yep. Very, very good advice. Um, we see that uh, folks make this mistake occasionally. I would tell you we see mistake number one, the deadlines, much more often than we see mistake number two. But, you know, the, the problem with these mistakes, Ariella, that I find is that when they're made, once that 45 days go by, you can't fix it. It creates a huge problem for you because now you're four months into the job, you realize you made a mistake on your notice to owner, and now you have to live with it, unfortunately. You know, it's a whole nother podcast about how to fix a notice to owner that may be bad. And there's a couple of tricks that that we've employed to try to remedy it. But by far, the best thing to do is do it right the first time. So we talked about number one, deadlines. Number two, the, the right job information. Um, what's the last one? What's the last mistake that you see people make? Knowing who you are on the food, pay, food uh, you know, payment chain. So what does that really mean? I, I just spoke about a notice to owner. And, I, and I, I've said this many times before, that the name notice to owner is almost like a misnomer. It really should be called a preliminary notice because it doesn't just go to the owner of the property. So if you're a supplier to a sub, to a general contractor or a sub to a, uh, pardon me, a sub sub to a sub to the general contractor. The money trickles down, obviously, from the owner to you. And a lot of people out there don't understand that it just doesn't go to the owner of the property. It goes to all required recipients, again, that are on a recorded notice of commencement and if all these required people do not receive a copy of the notice to owner, they will lose their lien or bond claim rights. Yeah, uh, let's 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 give a very specific example. You touched on it, but but let's be very specific for those that are listening. So, if I am a sub subcontractor or a material supplier to a subcontractor. In order to have lien rights, my notice to owner needs to go to the owner, but it also has to go to the contractor, right? Because if, if the contractor doesn't get it, the theory is that he or she is the contractor who's controlling the money. They don't know that you're on that job, right? Because they know that they have a sub, but they don't know who the sub may have subbed the work to or who may have gotten materials from. So in order to protect the contractor and and 
by implication the owner, that notice to owner needs to go to the contractor. So um, as you f- as you end up lower down on the food chain, absolutely, it's critical that you make sure that all of those people get the notice. Now, how do you at Sunray make sure that all those people get the notice? We do diligent uh, research. First, we have an incredible understanding of what ne- who needs to receive a copy. We not only have incredible resources to find uh, recorded information, um, we have a stellar team that does their due diligence and following up with customers and customers' customers, um, even by phone if necessary. And then you pull the notice of commencement, right? We pull, if, and if there isn't one, we look for master permits. Um, of course, the property assessor's office uh, find out who the owner is there. And um, for example, I know this isn't one of the uh, three notice to owner mistakes, but um, something that just happened today for a lien of $600,000. Um, unfortunately, um, another uh, NTO service um, did a notice to owner, researched it. There was a notice of commencement available. They didn't find it. And unfortunately, um, they did not notice the owner on the notice of commencement, only the owner on the property appraiser's office, which was wrong and uh, wrong because the property just sold at that time. Um, And unfortunately, they went to an attorney to go lean the project and, um, and, you know, they got the bad news, I guess, huh? They, 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 they have the uh, very bad news. So it's right. very important, especially if you have projects over $2,500. Um, one of the points of your credit and collections process is to request a copy of a notice of commencement. You know, it's you bring up a, an interesting point, um, and I wanted to mention this earlier. You know, sometimes people call me and they say, well, I don't need to do any of this because I'm getting paid every week or every month, right? I only have to do this when there's a non-payment issue. And that's wrong. No, you need to do this at the beginning of the job. The second thing I, I see some people make a mistake about is they start a job and they say, ah, oh, we don't need to, we don't need to notice it. Um, and it turns out to be a much bigger job than they expected. So they're extending much more credit than they were anticipating, and then they didn't send the notice, so now they can't um, t- they can't record a lien. So, for example, maybe it started as a twenty thousand dollar job, and you're thinking, ah, it's no big deal. I don't need to send my notice. It's only twenty thousand. It's a great customer, but then you get a change order for another twenty, and another, and then a change order for another hundred, and before you know it, it's a much bigger job. You can't go back in time and, and send that notice, which is why we tell clients, notice every job, notice every job. Um, and, and, and to follow up with that, I completely understand where some customers are coming from. You know, Ariella, we've had relationships with these people. They've, we've been doing business with this general contractor for X amount of years. And unfortunately, it has nothing to do with the integrity of the general contractor. It could be an issue with the lender who obviously is associated with the owner of the property. And the general contractor may not get paid by the owner who then cannot pay you. Um, so it's, it's very important 
to put your um, what exactly your credit and your collections process, you want to make sure that you have a dollar threshold and say, what am I willing to lose? Great advice, Ariella. If folks wanted to get a hold of you to learn more about um, your service and how you do what you do, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? They can reach out to me via email. My email address is a, it's Ariella at sunraynotice.com. And then I'll spell it A-R-I-E-L-A at sunray, S-U-N as in Nancy, R-A-Y, and then N as in Nancy, O-T-I-C-E. And uh, my direct line is 954-491-1859. And I'm happy to help anyone that needs assistance. Now, even though you're in Florida and we're talking about Florida, I do know we have listeners around the country. You do notices not just in Florida, right? You do them everywhere. We are national, yes. And interestingly enough, it's about 40 plus states that require a preliminary notice before you lean a project. It's required. Yeah, and every state is very different. Um, I marvel sometimes when we talk that, uh, you know, I uh, I may be an expert in Florida law, um, Florida lien law, but you've got all 50 states seemingly at your fingertips and they're all different. Um, so it's uh, if anyone needs information, go to the Sunray Notice website uh, or send Ariella an email. Ariella, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to everybody. And Alex, thank you so much for giving Sunray and, of course, me the opportunity to speak. And I wish everyone a sunny day. Have a great time. Uh, Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you soon.